You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Today, we've got our pre, like our last questions before we head into the draft. That I mean, like specifically with like the draft picks, is anybody really going to be that upset with any direction that we actually go in? Like me? Does anybody have a lot of concerns? Me. I have a lot of concerns. If we make all five of those picks in the first two rounds, concerns that next year's product won't be very watchable. Okay, yeah, that's that's legit. <laughs> I guess uh, uh, I meant like with actual like picking like uh oh, Steve um, Steve said he for sure is planning on picking number 9. Um I'd also add that Elliot Friedman has been uh very adamant that one of the, uh, the first things he learned um, when working in the NBA from Isaiah Thomas, uh, he's been very adamant that everybody lies right now. So um, basically when Steve said he's definitely using that number nine pick, he won't be using it. Uh, what the heck? Uh, Matt, uh, very important. Where's your hat? Oh yeah. I'll go get one. Thank you, Jared. I agree. <clears throat> There should always be hats on mats. That's what that's what I think. Um, I'm gonna try and sneak in some NBA here too. Um, if we're uh, if we're talking about Isaiah Thomas, um, he just traded for yet another guard, um, another guy who can't defend, another guy who's injured all the time, uh, and he traded him in such a way that the salary cap infrastructure of that team is completely fucked. They have 164 million for four players. NBA teams can have 15 guys. There's no longer a mid-level exception. So somehow they're going to have to fill for 11 roster spots with guys making the absolute minimum wage salary in the NBA. So I can't wait to see how Isaiah Thomas uh, goes now. Well, can we... I mean, think about the statement I just made. We weren't saying, like, Isaiah Thomas... I'm just saying. I, <laughs> no, it's I the way I would be concerned, over, would be concerned over anything that he's saying. Um, <laughs> Dan B is right there, baby. Trade all five picks in the first two rounds. Get to break it. Carlson L. Buck, here we go. Yeah. Let's go. Right you, all right. Dan B. Yeah. He wants to get to break it. Carlson and Hellebuck. Can you guys imagine how easy it's going to be to win the cup in NHL 24? Holy. Sh- oh, man. I Dude, can't wait. That team's going to be Dan stacked. B. Sign me up. Sign me up. I mean, honestly, though, if I think about it, what do I spend more of my time doing? Playing NHL 24 or watching Red telling games? us about how much you play NHL 24. Um, Jim Johnson asking, sure. where's, where's yours, Mikey? I actually don't own a hat, Jim. That's a weird thing. I don't own a single hat. I'm the hatless one. You don't own a hat? No. I what actually want to go golfing. Yeah, I'm gonna just be blind and sunburned. Huh? We well, now when you say gonna, um, I mean you do golf, so yeah, you just mean 
this summer eventually when you yes i got my first one this saturday hitting the old links nice oh yeah did uh should we talk about how we played three games uh top golf and uh, matt came out on top twice yeah it's and a I different believe, game it's I believe a different Mike... game than actual golf uh where you can oh, work everything there's yeah, still a winner can... and a loser i feel like yeah i mean there's things that are we, you know, are we really about to put it at like <laughs> mike i won scrabble the other night <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No monopoly so hey, hey, uh... easy there first of all you would never beat me in scrabble that see, would never happen <laughs> see <laughs> one game that is... would never happen <laughs> i'm happy to lose to you in tap golf which is not golf uh, but yeah i will never lose to you in scrabble so that's what you got to do, guys. You got to find out what games are most important to Mike and just never play them because uh, he can't. He can't even talk. Well, you know what? We won't do it. This is brother stuff. This is this is Mike not allowing his brother to have a victory. He's he's already taking it away from me. This is well. Matt, you know, good old sore winter Matt had to bring it up. <laughs> See, worst other stuff that will never die. He's right. <clears throat> Mike is right. I'm big enough to admit Mike's right. I was a sore winner. Mike, what? what winning what a you? winning a nonsense game <laughs> where you were able He's to capitalize. Where Mike, you were able to capitalize no. on your ability to hit worm burners with this, every single golf club. Man. This was this was your idea, and it just so happens that Matt's perfect for top golf, and you got crushed. I try to you do you a favor crowns. and make your. <laughs> Lack of golf skills finally pay off, and this is how you repay me. Man, I can't wait to destroy you in the pickleball tournament. All right. Um, Jared's saying, all right, that's enough. <laughs> all right, guys, another reminder, draft party. We will be there, but we're hoping uh, you guys will come say hi if uh, if you are hanging a boot. Um, yeah, let's grab some beers. Let's uh, celebrate uh, the number nine pick getting traded up um, so that we can pick up Mitchkoff. Ooh. Everybody on board? Or oh. to bring it? Or who uh Elliot Friedman threw out there today, who I'm not excited about at all. Uh Travis Kadekney. Um look, there's a number that we've been focused on, Mike, when it comes to these J Fresh player cards. <laughs> and um finishing doesn't appear to be Travis's <laughs> Number one take home, right? I mean, right. it's a five on five game from even strength offense. It looks great. Uh, even strength defense looks terrible. Uh, we'd be bringing in another guy that isn't bringing a lot of punch to special teams. Um, <laughs> can I just say fit right in? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you want to give your take before I give mine, but um... no, I just I would just say there's some extra context here. It was Elliot Friedman? Was it on his most recent podcast talking about Philadelphia? You know, further blowing it up. Um, yeah. there was, they're actually a team worse at goal differential than us. So they have even more reason to blow it up. Um, yeah, I mean, you'd be, uh, you'd be prying one of their, I'm using this term loosely, uh, top players in, in connect me. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'm necessarily doing, you know, cartwheels over this acquisition, but he does have a reasonable contract. Um, you know, five and a half to be, I don't know, I guess the second line. It's a little confusing his positioning too, because I, I couldn't get 
I couldn't get um, Hockey Reference to confirm he was a wing. It kept saying he was still um, a center. Um, meanwhile, no, I, kept friendly. Yeah, you, you can land on a winger. That's yeah. You don't have to... Yeah. So I, I just... This this would be a, uh, a very unimpressive move because um, I feel like we, you know, kind of kind of wanted a guy that was going to be known for some scoring and yeah you know he he did what put up a 30 bomb this season uh he had a couple 20s um in the 19 and 20 seasons uh i i, I just wouldn't be excited about this i guess i guess the one nice thing is that we know that eiserman has a fetish for very short contracts and if you're only trading for this guy and you're not giving up as much as you would have to for to bring it um you're on a short-term commitment, and then by then, you know, Eiserman's picks, um, you know, will actually be people, and they'll actually be, you know, playing and producing at the NHL level. So I don't know if this is, you know, a, a scab player while we, one of those, you know, ice a team guys. I mean, we don't really have 30 goal scores on this team. Um, right. So he would be our only one, uh, you know. It, it's I just I don't think he really moves the needle. I don't think he's a guy that you know you could start thinking about. Ooh, you know our, we got a more threatening power play. I know you already alluded to that. Like, what does he really bring on special teams? Um, so this sounds like it would be a peripheral move. I hope. And if this is you know actually coming to fruition, if this is the only move, I think pretty underwhelming for the city of Detroit. Yeah, Righteous247 uh, throws out there. He'd take Chase on before, and he did throw in the correction there, Konechny. Um, Dan B, Konechny equals no with an eye roll emoji. <laughs> um, good point here from Chewy, too. Also mentioned um, Puse, Chase on, not coming back. So kind of a, a bummer there. Uh, so I, I, I would just say, like, here's the biggest issue I had with this. <laughs> this is, I think, across the board, we're all, like, not excited about it. But the reason, so this is one of those, I don't know how often you guys listen to 32 Thoughts, but every now and then, they record an episode, and then Elliot has to call in a, hey, I've got to mention this as well. So they have a fully <clears throat> recorded episode, and then Elliot thinks this is so important he calls in to make sure it gets fit into the podcast. He doesn't have solid info on Konechny. He knows he's being shopped. He came to Steve Eiserman because he said, this is a guy that looks like the kind of guy Steve Eiserman would pick up. And I'm just like, oh, great. Because he's <laughs> great for the middle six, making five mil. Like, oh, God, that's exactly what I don't want to hear is that Steve is now <laughs> creating this, like, persona that, yeah, bring me your $5 million middle six guys who will fill out a team, score more goals than probably a guy did last year, but will we be any closer to the playoffs? No. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. great. It's, uh, you know, Red Wings are the Statue of Liberty. You know, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe. The wretched refuse teeming. Just bring them right in. Uh, you know, I, again, I think that the reason that you'd be bringing this guy in is it wouldn't cost as much, um, you know, as a Debrinket. And, you know, you only get him for two years. It's only a two-year commitment. 
Um, you're getting him right, right as he's about to hit his um, physical peak, and then he's gone. And so I, I think it would just depend on the um, what we're sending out. And if that means you're not sending one of your firsts out, uh, maybe you're only sending a second rounder out, uh, could you stomach that? A five and a half mil cap hit and one of the seconds. <clears throat> I could stomach the cap hit. I, I just, what am I getting excited about for? That's my problem. I just don't, I don't, I don't know. This doesn't do that much for me. I don't, I'm not, well, I'm, I'm not going to be like running. I'm not going to tell you like, Mike, we have to run home after this draft and record the Travis Konechny episode. Like it, it'll be, it'll come, it'll come a week later and we'll talk about where he fits in the lineup and we'll talk about, you know, all those little intricacies of the move, but like get excited, like throw a quick pod together. That's, that's not what this is for me. This is like a, all right, well, we have something to talk about now, but it's it's not a I don't know, I guess I guess if we win the trade, that's great, but is, am I the only one that would feel that way? Well, you know, he might be a change of scenery guy. Um again, e even with some really rough numbers here, even with him not really contributing on the uh special teams, he would have still led the Red Wings goals. So if he's contributing nothing on the power play and he's just kind of throwing this in an even strength and you're only giving up a second rounder, uh, it's not like we have an overabundance of guys who are scoring goals. So maybe that's the silver lining. He doesn't have a crazy cap number. You only got him for two years. And if you're only giving up a second round pick, uh, you know, maybe, maybe. It's still for me not something. I I, I think that's that's the thing. It's just a it's a it's a move. It's a move that one could argue. It doesn't necessarily move us backward, but I like right. We're we're still just nickel and diming it, you know. And let's uh, we got a new name in here. I don't think I've seen Darren House before, uh, but he's saying Connect Me was really decent when Philly was not terrible, so he could very well turn it around in Detroit. Yeah, I don't think it's completely outside the realm of possibility, Darren. Um, I think it would just be as long as we're not giving up firsts for this guy. It's a it's a low risk commitment. Um, yeah, I you know if it's only one of those seconds, I think I think you could stomach it, uh, especially and it has to not be the only move. <laughs> but go oh, right. I mean, oh it, man, it, pulling out some sexy names here, by the way. I mean, yeah, Nikolai Ellers uh, is my boy that we've been talking about for a while. Winnipeg has said he's not on the market, but he's not on the market until he's on the market. You know what I mean? Like, he's not on the market until we come to Winnipeg and say, hey, can we have this up? Like, like that's right. Isn't this isn't this a difference we want? Like an even strength, positive, finishing, positive, power play, positive. And then uh, our, we never looked at Keller's... Uh, player card and we've talked about him so many times but yeah like clayton keller another Ooh. winger even strength positive finishing positive maybe the power play is not there but it's an upgrade over what we were just looking at and you've got some you got five years on that cap too that feels pretty good well let's maybe pose this question um is would you rather give up more and get keller or give up a little less and get konechny i think that this group 
of people listening to this show would all rather get Keller, right? Right. The real question is, would Iserman want to give up more draft picks to get Keller? Well, he said it himself, like... He's going to look at each draft pick and decide, would he rather have the player or have the draft? Like, I, I, the people that watched that conference, the press conference of Steve Eiserman this past week and are like, oh, my God. Did you hear what Steve said? Like, take off your aluminum caps. He, he said nothing. That was one of the worst press conferences I've ever listened to. <laughs> that was awful. Every question was just, well, we might do this. Uh, we might do that. Or it was him saying, I prefer to make my picks. And it's like, great. Wow. How, how great. What a fun thing to hear in this press conference. Not that you needed to hear anything else, but why did we have a press conference? Well, what was the point? <laughs> Do you like There's... your new coach? Yeah, I like my new coach in Grand Rapids. Huh? How about that? Oh, Do you think Sebastian Coase is going to be in training camp and could fight for a job? Sure. Why not? He'll be there. Those were his answers to everything. There was nothing. That was, uh, that was a, you know, not since uh, last week's uh, Nikola Jokic uh, at the podium answers. Have we seen such non-committal? Please let this be over as soon as possible. Like that was a contractual obligation uh, press conference from Iserman. Um, and real quick, Chewy, yeah. not going to make the draft party, having hernia surgery. Dang, Jesus, good Chewy. luck, man. That... Good luck, man. Chewy, I know that got... doesn't feel good. God damn, Chewy. Oh, I love you, man. I hope you're okay. Uh, he did get another another one. cat, by the way, so he should be in good spirits. Um, Jim Johnson thrown out there. Let's get Connor from the Jets. Yeah, Kyle Connor is actually on the list, right? Like, he's on the trade block. So is Mark Shifley. So is Hellebuck, like we were joking about. I want to throw joking out there because I don't want to spend for Hellebuck. And there was somebody mentioned... Um, not going after uh, Carlson is like, yeah, absolutely. We are not going after Eric Carlson. That would be, oh, that, that makes my stomach turn if we made one of those decisions. Um, I have heard some scuttle too. Um, that, uh, oh my gosh, what was the other scuttle? Um, yeah, Vancouver might be willing to sell, but um, kind of, Along with that conversation, we'll come back to our PowerPoint slide here. Get away from the J Fresh player cards. Mike, we talked about trading for Ethan Bears, right? Or putting in a restricted free agent, uh, whatever you call it. Vancouver's not going to offer sheet him. Mike, wow. Ethan Bear is my target uh, for free agency. Another thing Elliot Friedman reported today. I think good news on the right side, defense side. Um, I think you got a young defenseman here, so, you know, pretty young, who had some success on a pretty crappy team. I would absolutely give Ethan Bear a look. He is not going to cost you a lot because he's not walking away from a championship winning team. He's not walking away from, you know, uh, just a game changing performance. And you're talking about a guy who is going to be going into a negotiation saying, hey, I had uh, third pair minutes. So is he going to have a lot to point to? No, it's just sort of like some... Some eyeballs looking that way for Ethan Bear uh, because he's on the younger side. And I think this will be affordable. This is somebody I'm going after. Ethan Bear, 100%. Right side defenseman, come on, let's let's go. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's not the sexiest pickup, right? Um, I don't know if he's really Iserman's cup of tea either. Like, he's not a huge dude. Um, He's got a That's... little beef and he's got a little beef and chatter at 197, we... but 5'11 defenseman? I don't know. 
I don't know. I just don't know if he really tickles uh, Iserman's noodle. I think it is absolutely <laughs> possible to bring in defensemen who aren't all six foot. I mean, it, it's going to happen. I, I don't think it's across the board. Like, Iserman has made moves for guys that aren't the size of Moritz Sider. So I, I don't know. Like, I feel like every episode we blow that out of proportion. I, I don't think we need to focus on any guy that's above six foot. And you could throw some diversity in your la- lineup, damn it. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you can. Um, but yeah, continue. Your plan. <laughs> I, have, I, I just. Is that. I thought this was exciting. I thought this was something where we need a right side defenseman. We talked about trying to make a play for this guy, and now he's just available. Let's I just want it. to throw this out there. Osterley, six foot. Uh, Hag, six foot two. Uh, Lindstrom, six two. Sider, wow, six three. Ole, six two. Uh, Wallman, six one. Sherratt, six three. So I don't know if we're going to pick up a third pairing small guy, um, and this is when Iserman turns the corner. I, I'm just saying. We haven't set a precedent for picking guys at that but size. But you're equating the height to bad play, but you just gave me a list of guys who are above six foot. Well, I know that Iserman ass. equates uh, good play. <laughs> I know he equates good play to size, which is how we ended up with uh, Sherratt for four, e- four more years. Right. True. So maybe he'll he'll see the light. I, I don't know. I, I get I guess I get what you're he saying. He does have Albert Solderblom in the pipeline, man. He loves big people. He doesn't like this guy. He's under six foot. He's like a, he's like on Tinder. Don't swipe right unless you're six foot or above. Like I don't know if the bear's gonna get swiped right for Eisenman. We'll see. I'm calling it out. Somebody I'd go after. I like his jib. I like I like the cut of his jib. I mean, if Ethan Bear, look at that hair. It's all slicked back. I think look he just liked that his last name is Bear. Yeah. If it, was Ethan, with, if it was Ethan Cuddles, would you still? Well, yeah, I'd pick up Ethan Cuddles. Yeah. Ethan Ferret. Um, you might be getting in the territory of. What about Ethan? What if his name was just Ethan making fun Smith? of somebody's last name inappropriately? <laughs> Um, I, I, I will say I do love the last name. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I it might have started like the eyeballs. It might have turned my head. Um, you know, to see what's going on there. But yeah, I'd go after him. We need third. We need we need third bearing defensemen as well, and we need some right side defensemen. And I'm not too thrilled about you know what we've been pl- putting out there. So let's yeah. do it. Uh, you know. Chewy throws out there, calm baby bear. I do. Wish, I mean, if you you're know. if you're about to argue that it's not exciting to talk about, that's one thing. But to, to, I, I don't understand the the pushback on this one. I, you know, he's nothing particularly special, and it it doesn't seem like a guy that Iserman usually targets. Um, so it just it doesn't seem like a, a very um, likely acquisition. Hmm. Well, I was hoping Ben Sherat wasn't <laughs> going to be a likely acquisition, but <laughs> Steve Eisman blew my mind on that one. Okay, um, here we go. Uh, we'll be right back. We've got a quick ad coming. Uh, thank you, sponsors. I think you guys will hear something. Um, they, they've got a new job for us. 
New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org in New York. Call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Food Hill Casino Resort in Kansas and West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com. Sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Uh, yeah, basically what I was referencing there is, uh, I guess DraftKings get, got in trouble or something. I mean, they're our sponsor, so I shouldn't do this, but that was like five seconds of please try DraftKings, and then they gave us a mile of, <laughs> uh, what do you call those, uh, disclaimers to read. Um, good gravy. Um, good job, DraftKings. You nailed it. Love, love having you as a sponsor. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> let's get a few uh we'll get a few comments in there too um yeah. jared by the way tagging uh the idea eiserman looked like he didn't want to be at the uh conference absolutely right um and then there was dan b throwing under six foot d man if he can skate above average yeah you know it's not me personally i you know it's not like there aren't guys who are awesome under six feet tall look at me and matt we're both under six feet tall um but yeah just i doesn't Weiserman hasn't said much of a precedent picking those guys up. And Dan B also dropping a bomb. Mark, the hitman stall, big free agent. Woo! <laughs> um, I thought we did have, do we have a couple other nuggets? I think we had a couple other nuggets for this episode. Um, um one of the one of the big ones I, I thought this is another one that's coming from um uh, 32 thoughts today, but I, I thought it was interesting and it still kind of relates to the Red Wings was, uh, you know, we've been, we've been kind of hoping, you know, maybe we'll be able to talk about Mitchkoff, right. Uh, heading mm-hmm. our way. Uh, is there, is there a chance that, uh, he'll fall in the draft and then maybe we can trade up when, when that fall does happen. And, um, what not Elliot, but what Jeff Merrick threw out there, was that, by the way, Elite Prospects is totally shitting the bed right now. I don't know if anybody else is trying to jump in there. It is a nightmare. But um, bringing up the draft and who's drafting number two. Of course, we all figured the Ducks and Pat Verbeek uh, are going to chop off their willy for Adam Fantilli, right? Um, however... Jeff Merrick got the, or I guess the text saying Pat Verbeek is a Steve Eiserman guy. Steve Eiserman guys don't care like what the masses are saying. They don't care what the scuttlebutt is. Pat Verbeek doesn't have a team that's ready to win the cup this year or next year. Pat Verbeek is drafting Matt V. Mitchkoff. 
thought that was very interesting because that, that, that I mean, if if you follow along that line, uh, that pushes a couple of guys down, right? And and sort of starts to ask the question like, would okay now Leo Carlson uh, is moving into the four slot, and if you know you have extra interest in Ryan Leonard right now, that seems to be blowing up. Is it possible? You know, the, maybe Carl. You know, Carlson's the one who gets drafted third. Maybe Adam Fantilli's dropping. Maybe people don't believe in the Michigan program or something. Even though Maddie Beniers kind of should be the evidence. It's doing pretty good, but um, yeah, it's just it's something interesting to me. Where really the question from Jeff Merrick was, where do we get his question was, where do we get the more Cider moment where the whole draft gets broken up because there's a Steve Eiserman like pick and he's not necessarily banking on it, but he's ready for the big moment to be pick number two led by Steve Eiserman's man, his old, butt, you know, um, who's the duck signed him as an assistant uh, GM out of Detroit. Is he just going to go Matt V. Mitchkoff? Because that is your super duper star in a couple of years. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a wildly different draft. Um, if that happens, I think it's to the detriment of the Red Wings. Um, because I think the ideal have your cake and eat it too scenario is people get scared off by the couple years where you don't really control this guy and he, you know, honors his Russian contract. Um, and that's, you know, that crazy wild scenario where somehow everybody gets freaked out and he drops all the way to us somehow. Um, Cause yeah, that guarantees, you know, Fantilli's number three. And I think things kind of fall in line after that. So um, yeah, Matt, that would be a colossal um, swerve for the rest of the draft. Um, I, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, it sounds like maybe something to get a few clicks on an article. Cause I think Fantilli is still, um, you know, more of a premium position, a guy you can, you know, kind of nurture in your own program sooner um, I, I think that would be a, a, a stunning twist of events. If not number two. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. It makes it exciting at least to see what Pat Verbeek's going to do. And it's going to say a lot about who Pat Verbeek is. Um, is he the Steve Eiserman guy or is he, is he just Pat Verbeek? Who's going to go, who we all think he probably should go with the guy who can be inserted into his lineup this year, but Again, you ask the question, is that really what the Ducks need next year? Um, because people are kind of, you know, they, they make the list. Who's the most talented? And some people, I think Scott Wheeler included as a guy we respect. Uh, Corey Pronman have said, like, talent-wise, yeah, it's 1A, 1B. Connor Bedard, Matt Mitchkoff. But there's that extra risk mixed in. And Adam Fantilli isn't making the push to be 1C. So do you just want the best guy you're going to get in this draft? You're not going to get another Matt V. Mitchkoff, you know, available to you maybe next year. Adam Fantilli might add too many points to that Ducks uh, point total. I don't know. Hmm. Could be an opportunity. Yeah, like the Ducks could really build something here. If they suck ass again, then they could be picking up Iserman next year uh, for <laughs> first overall. Um, I did want to hit... Um... Just a few quick nuggets here. Um, yeah. Matt, what do you think of, because uh, Jim Johnson's dropping some names here. Would you go after Ekman Larson? Um, no. I just think, Jim, that 
that's a it's he's got a really monster contract. Um, so I think he's getting what eight mil over the next four years. Uh, um, he just got bought out, I believe. Oh, did he? My apologies. Matt, it changes the conversation, his, but it's being in his thirties. It eh. changes the conversation, but it's it's like, I mean, there's a reason your guy, your boy, gets bought out. You know, um, I jumped in. I I just said no right away. I I know. No, uh, you know, he's definitely more the prototype of like the size that Iserman likes. Um, I don't know. Let's, you know, he smells like he's gonna you know, maybe try for a cup contender. I don't know if that's really a Red Wing move right now. Yeah, it's like, to me, that was that was something when the move was first made uh, to bring him over. Like, I, I, I cringed at it. I was like, oh my God, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. The buyout happens and you're kind of like, okay, well, they're going to be spreading this out over, over a few years. There's a solution to be had, maybe a better situation. And it was just something where, you know, they'd rather stomach paying this salary. What, what is it? Does it go, does it double up? Is it like now it's eight years they're going to be paying it, but it, it slowly dwindles. And like the first year, I think it's really tiny. Then it grows a little bit year two. But anyway, like they'd rather be in that situation than putting them in the lineup. And that was a guy I wouldn't have gone after before. So in every single angle of this, uh, Ekman Larson's a no for me. So I, I, I would not. Um, and you were Jim right. Throws it's, out there. It kicks out over eight years. Um, and the total is going to yeah. be 19, 19, three. Um, and they'd rather but, deal with that, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like uh like a, you know, hopefully what we do with Sharon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, stretch that, that out. Would only over be, eight more that's years. only six years at this point, right? Yeah. Um, but we need we need Sharat's contract because now our we're cap friendly still says we're in the negative for next season. So like for uh like we need to hit the cap uh floor. Oh, we're at the floor. Yeah. 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 Uh Jim also throws out there who's your backup to Huso. Uh, Dan B thrown out there. Gibson, Jim Johnson throws out there. Corpusalo. I don't hate Corpusalo. I've always kind of liked him, especially like he had that relationship um, with uh, where Manny Legacy was sort of grooming all the goalies in Columbus. And of course, we learned. I, I learned about that after the tragedy uh, with uh, Columbus, and and I think uh, it's actually near my home, uh, Manny Legacy's home, but. Um, it, it always kind of made like a soft spot for me for all the Columbus goalies. Um, but yeah, Corpusalo would be one I'd, I, I wouldn't mind and it would come in cheap, uh, just like Jim said. And let's not forget, we're not looking for an answer here. We're not looking for the cup <laughs> goaltender to carry us through. We're looking for a guy to just be the number two. And he's had shitty enough statistics where that number's going to come in cheap. I know uh, Steve and his presser made some comments about bringing in some guys for sure going for Grand Rapids. And that's kind of where like a conversation for Kosa, let's see how he plays out in training camp goes. I also would rather Kosa just did not come up. I, I want to see some stages. I want to see Kosa take his time. I want to see a lot of development for him. Um, so in that sense, you're just buying that extra year. You don't have to worry about it. And putting Corpusalo, A plus decision uh, on my part. Ketzel yeah, join I mean, in. Uh, What's that, going on, Ketzel? That... Yeah, I mean that's a good pick, uh, Matt. I think the I, funniest one for me would be Talbot. <laughs> just <laughs> keep, let's just keep pillaging from Ottawa um, this off season and see what happens. Even though he had uh, kind of, he obviously had a booby year, but 
what uh, Craig put out there, they could still sign Ned to a one-year contract. I, I liked, uh, there's somebody that gave their hot take on the Red Wings filling their uh, their backup goaltender vacancy. And they were like, let's see, has had some success in the past, has, you know, gone up and down so you can get him cheap. And then they're like, oh, I know, Alex Nelkovich. There you go, bingo, bingo. <laughs> Uh, Jim thrown out there. Kosa will be in Grand Rapids for at least two years. Um, I do think that Ned even though this, this is a necessary position, I yeah. I kind of feel like uh might be at the bottom of the priority list. It is weird. It's one of the things that Steve called out in the press conference. Um, what are you going after in this offseason? And he's eyeballing. Like, that just says to me that he really isn't giving you anything because is that really is that really on the top of his priority list to your point mike he can't sleep at night because he's got to put in a backup goaltender for a team that's not going to win the cup this year you know it's not like he's looking to fill like no. oh who's going to give vasilevsky a break this year and you know we can't lose too many points because we got to get on top of the toronto maple leafs in the standings no we're just putting all guy out there we need we <laughs> we just need all guy that's the point that we're at right now. So I think that's if you want to put on your aluminum, your, your tinfoil cap for the Eisenman press conference, that's that's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, wow, he's not tipping his cap to anything because who gives a shit about a backup goaltender? <laughs> yeah, it's just that uh, I don't know. You know, this team is uh, recent years. It's it's felt like, uh, you know, we had a backup and then we've become super dependent on the backup because the starting has been so underwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe, you know, maybe there's a little credence to that, but it feels like we have who. So I think this town's pretty confident in him. We like yelling who at little Caesars arena. Um, you know, it's not like we're going to be getting a big time goalie with a long-term commitment because we know Costa is coming up. So um, yeah, it'll, it'll be an older guy. It'll, probably be a name that you kind of recognize um but yeah i don't i don't think they're going to be wading into you know what are they going to go after what like aiden hill from vegas <laughs> like is that really no. a thing that they're going to no, do no 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 because no. somebody's um, going to way overpay him and put themselves in a terrible posi yeah, position I, it's, uh... yeah it'll be a name you've heard of i do like the corpusalo pick um but uh even at age 29 he might be a little pricey so i think that they're going to probably you know, somebody a little longer in the tooth, I would think. Um, be the I mean, this is so funny looking at this list, too, because uh, Bernier and Grice are on here, which for next season, unless we're making a huge splash, like, I don't give I don't give a fuck. Bring those guys in. I don't care. Like, if if we're if we're all going to sit here. Not all of us. If there's a group that's following Steve Eiserman in the front office of, of the Detroit Red Wings. And they're like, yeah, these all five picks. Let's, let's do it. Uh, no problem. We do not need to upgrade this year, but yeah, just go at, just sort, go to spot rack and just sort for who had the cheapest contract last year. Pick that guy up, put him in there, suck half your games. Cause he gives up seven goals a game. And you got a good shot at Iserman next year on the first pick. Right? Oh, looks, like we're, getting Helberg. looks like we're getting Helberg again. Yeah, he's, just bring he's in Helberg. The, he's I don't care. Bring he's in Helberg. Yeah. So, Matt, that's a no on uh, Jonathan Quick from you. <laughs> 
no, no, that's a yes on Jonathan <laughs> Quick. Please bring in Jonathan Quick. Um, all right. Well, we're kind of wrapping up here. Did did uh, do we want to pull up who uh, who we'd like to draft uh, this upcoming Wednesday? Of course, we'll be uh, downtown watching the draft with anybody who's who's also going to be down there with us. Um, I have I have two picks, and they're based off of um, conversations we've had in the past. Um, I think I think like there's some names we've talked about where they could be long gone. It would be wonderful. Like here's here's two names that I think would be exciting, but I'm not picking for our Red Wings rant mock draft. Cross your fingers on Ryan Leonard and Will Smith would be amazing. But I I do think we're gonna walk away with like a Dalibor Dvorsky. That's that's my actual Red Wings rant pick number nine pick. And then for pick number 17, I'm gonna cross my fingers on Gabe Perot, even though I think he could be gone. And if he is, let's try Grayson Sachin from the Seattle Thunderbirds in the WHL. I know that when we pick. I still feel like there's going to be a collective. Oh, hmm. <laughs> okay. You so mean like uh, uh, who cares or no, it's uh, I, I feel like we're kind of learning our lesson where it's kind of like, Oh, that's the, that's the direction they're going in. I see. <laughs> I don't what. Um, yeah. So no, I would I know be surprised if we somehow end up taking the first defenseman that Axel said in Palika. Um, it just, you know, we like plucking guys out of Sweden. Uh, you know, he's a defenseman. We like making left turns when everybody's going right. Because um, there are some, you know, interesting centers, um, you know, available. Um, you know, if you're looking at the Dvorskis, you're looking at the Will Smiths, if those, you know, knock on wood, they'd be pretty cool if Will Smith dropped. Um, but, uh, you know. Iserman is all about best player available. And if he decides that that defenseman, I'm not going to be able to find another defenseman like this. I still want to shore up, you know, this, this core, I, you know, I, I, I'm predicting that I'm going to be um, whelmed by the choice. So uh, give me the whelmed um, Axel. At least he has kind of a cool name. So, <clears throat> I know we haven't done too much in regards to height, but I just want you to know you just pick like the shortest defenseman. That'll be the <laughs> first time that he does it, Nick. <laughs> we'll be so gung ho about big defensemen. Steve will do a left. He's be like, I listen to Red Wings rant all the time. Those guys don't know <laughs> Dick. I'm taking a little defenseman right now. Um Brad New says, is there a Matthew Kachuk out there? I, I would say Ryan Leonard is the first one that comes to mind. And maybe, maybe Zach Benson for like a number two. Um, the, and I, I don't think we're getting either one of those guys. Um, or, you know what? Zach Benson is definitely an option. I, I do lean pretty heavily in elite prospects and how they rank guys. And Zach's been ranked pretty high, but he's, he falls pretty low on uh, a lot of other uh, rankings. So Benson's an opportunity. I think Ryan Leonard, brand new, is the guy you're, that you're looking for when you're talking about a Matthew Kachuk type. And he'll probably be gone a couple picks before we go. Um, Stevie said, best available player in his presser. Of course he did. What else is he going to say? Um, 
It could mean so many different things. Uh, Jim Johnson, best available. Right. It, like, oh, Jim's saying Zach Benson will be the best player available. And, and yeah, I, I will say this. To Jim's point, best player available, I think a lot of these guys could just fall under that. Like, that, boom. You know, whoever is sitting there, there's going to be three or four guys that I would say, okay, Steve, I believe you. That was the best player available for sure. I, it's, it'd be hard to fight on it. Um, Crimson Dan Shadow, throws in way. there. Simashev, six foot five. So, Mike, there's your pick. I just, I know it's silly because it's not like we're perfect right now, but there's, there's something in me that I want to draft a forward when this is supposed to be one of the most forward heavy drafts in the last few years and some really home, like some big home runs. And sometimes when these defensemen get ranked high, sometimes I'm worried that they're just stuffing defensemen in there because defensemen should probably be in the top 32. We got to break so, up all these that's uh, my fear. Hall of Fame wings. Um, but Crimson Shadow <laughs> thrown in. Uh, we got so many Swedes. Might as well change the sponsorship from Meyer to Ikea. Boom. That's a great Crimson. idea, actually, Crimson. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if roast. you know what a great idea that is. <laughs> roast number two, Jared Shaw. Our dude. Thrown in best available. Ellipses in Steve's opinion. Got him. Roasted. Boom. Uh, Danimals. Simshev is another left-handed D. <laughs> so yeah, we'll just be loading up again. And hey, guess what? We could wait another three to four years for a left-handed D to pop in our lineup again. Um, <laughs> um one more crimson shadow too, just thrown in that the local sports guy is out on the Iser plan. Um, I think that's only noteworthy because those guys never really watch hockey. So it makes me feel a little bit better about the Iser plan just reading that. <laughs> it's like, oh good, things are about to come to fruition. Um <laughs> Uh, Jim also throws in there. You never know. We could hit some home runs in the second round. We're going to have three opportunities if we don't make any trades. So for sure. Um, I mean, I, you know, what's funny, Jim, is the way totally that possible. you're uh, you're using that analogy. That's that's kind of what it feels like Steve's um, like draft philosophy is right where. Yeah, I've gotten very mad at him um, for not going hard into a tank and just like I know the lottery's you know, flood system, but my God, it's the only way to draft, you know, one and two. Um, so instead, Steve is like, well, let's just take a bunch of at-bats. Let's just bat, at-bat, at-bat, back-to-back-to-back in the second round. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's maybe thinking that enough at-bats. Maybe he'll run into one. I'm going to throw a couple other names in there that I think would just be cool, uh, either with uh, pick number 17 or mm -hmm. if they fall back to the second round, I think number one on that list, which I I I think with especially the push that Corey Proudman's giving him, but Scott Wheeler was adamant he should not go this high. Um, is Tom Willander, but Corey's saying he'll probably go in the like top twelve now. Um, but I'd love to see him top twelve. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that anywhere else. Is that really a thing? Yeah, only because of his uh, his recent performance in the World Championships. He wow. kind of like underlined now Tom is like, yep, he took a big step up when the games really mattered. Um, but I, I would love to see Tom fall to us. Um, wow. And I think when we first talked about Willander, we were drafting him in the second round. So um, Daniil Boot, another fun one. Um, and um, 
there's one more name on this list that we've talked about and could be Brandon Yeager. No, Samuel Hanzik. That's the other name where I, I would be happy with that draft pick. And based on some of the things that we were reading about him and the motor, and uh, of course, just pure ability to put the buck the puck in the back of the net. And then there's uh, Noah Dower Nilsson. Why not? Right. Bring in Liam's brother. That was the one Hacken Anderson had that moment where he was slamming his hand on the table. Get me Liam. And I have made the argument that, oh, what if he was accidentally watching Noah? So we should probably get both and see what happens. Develop both of them. If you guys needed to know in my NHL 23 franchise, Noah is better than Liam. Noah made the team. Liam never got out of Grand Rapids. So mm. just for everybody keeping track at home. Well, oh, Crimson throwing one in there too at the 11th hour. I'm just wondering if Lucas Raymond's slump was because he never got a consistent partner. First season, Burton Larkin. Second year, he kept going up and down the lines like crazy, like Kubelik. Um, I, it's, uh, it was tough, right? Because it felt like a lot of guys were not able to really get consistent, um, like pairings defensively, um, offensively, the Lions. It just felt like there wasn't. It, it just never really clicked, right? Um, so I don't want to write off a whole season, right? But in a year that saw Lucas kind of drop a little bit, even Mo dropped a little bit. Um, I, I'm I'm willing to, you know, just do um, a little bit of a mulligan because we got to kind of reset the deck a little bit and uh, I think just get some better players in there and a little more experience. So um so I do think that consistent partner theory that you dropped first, Scripson, I'm uh, I'm willing to put money on that one. Uh, Crimson also thrown out there. He's worried about uh, Zach Benson's uh, height. Uh, he'd be Igor Larionov Jr. Uh, and Brand New throws out there, as long as Chris Draper doesn't have any more sons <laughs> left to draft, he'll be happy. Brand New, where have you been? That's probably my favorite joke <laughs> of the episode. All right, we got to wrap up. Um, actually, last one. I really hope uh, Berger gets time with Lucas next season. You know, if we are making moves next Wednesday, I think Bergeron's one of the guys that's gone. Um, but we will see you guys. Uh, if you're coming downtown to watch uh, the NFL draft watch party, we'll be watching with y'all. We'd love to grab a beer with y'all. So, uh, hit us up on Twitter. It's uh, at Red Wings Rant. You guys can see it on YouTube here. And then, um, shoot, let's cross our fingers. Mike going with, uh, what'd you say, Mike? You said best I'm available. The, I'm going with the best defenseman and <laughs> listed on Elite Prospects. Give me Axel. All right. Uh, you still have a chance to switch it to Dimitri Sinisha. Nope. Um, <laughs> taking a left turn. We're going to be very puzzled by this draft pick. All right, I'm crossing my fingers for uh, Leonard or Smith, but we're I'm going to say we're going Dalibor, Dvorsky, and then uh, Gabe Perot. Um, Look at Matt thinking logically. Iserman doesn't do that. Come on, man. I don't know if that really is thinking logically. I think I just fell in love with those guys because they're both on my NHL 23 franchise. All right. Oh, boy. See you, <laughs> everybody. All right, we'll see you guys. <laughs> Have a good one. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, and no episode next week. See ya. <laughs>